2: Welcome back to the best podcast you've ever heard. The thing that has brought the most joy to your life, the thing you've subscribed to, and that you look forward to weekly. The thing keeping you alive and functioning. Today, Rachel's gonna talk. That's what keeps you alive and functioning. Hello, party people who probably don't, party because you're too busy learning weird stuff on the internet you're too busy simping over us (laughs) yes yes (laughs) found it that's what it is Mm -hmm. that's what it is so rachel so lauren how are you i'm i i am you are i am okay so you know that's a start that's a good start it's better than the alternative how are you feeling today you know today's a little sad today's a little sad Yeah. Today is my last episode, Rachel. Today is your last episode, Lauren. Yes. Um, I will definitely miss creating content for this podcast. It has been fun and I'm very grateful to you guys for the opportunity for doing that and to Rachel for letting me do that and letting me (laughs) sing her praises on the internet. (laughs) Best of luck finding a new co-host who will sing your praises as much as I do. I think everyone will just sing my praises. You think so? I do. Is that the biggest thing you're looking for in a co-host? No, I think that's just kind of a given. Like, mm. I think, like, why would anyone not sing my praises? You know? Yeah. So I think that I don't think it's going to be an issue finding someone. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Well, we're going to miss you. Mm. Well, I can't speak for the listeners. Listeners, are you gonna li- are you gonna miss Lauren? No response. don't want to? Silence. <laughs> well, listen. At, at the time that this is being released, um. She'll be just getting back from her honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so send us some emails and yes. messages uh, with some farewells that I can give her when she gets back from her honeymoon. Yes, please. And then uh, we'll just forget she ever existed. Um- <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on. With you might thoughts. see me in the comment section on TikTok. <laughs> I-, I better see you there. <laughs> Even though it is your last episode, I do still have to... Do the eight-second apologies. I understand that. It's important that I go out on the right foot, I guess. Yes. It's important that you go out humble Mm -hmm. with your ego in check. Right. Just like mine is. You better not apologize then. (laughs) You better just boost my ego with these apologies. No. (laughs) No. You need to be humbled. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. For your final eight-second apologies. I am. I am so sorry that Lauren literally didn't know what the building was that she was telling us about last week. (laughs) I am also so, so, so sorry that you have to endure Lauren again today since she obviously does not care about you. Man. (laughs) I do care about you. I'm just leaving you with Rachel. (laughs) You'll be fine. (laughs) You know, actions speak louder than words, and she said that she cares about you, but if she cared about you, she wouldn't be leaving. (laughs) So, so rude. (laughs) That's the point. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Well, yes, that, I, I understand how these apologies work. <laughs> yeah. Um, good. After this is what, like, a, episode fifteen or something. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's a. The that's apologies a, were my idea, weren't they? <laughs> yes, they were. Um, but I made them. I made them great. You did. <laughs> well, yeah. So, like we said, this is Lauren's last episode, and last week was the last time that she ever hosted. Yeah. But today it's her last episode ever. So I wanted to do something a little bit different today. Aw. Uh-oh. Or should I be scared? <laughs> uh, I don't know. What what do you think? I don't know. Good. That's how I wanted it. Now I know that you are going to miss me. Yes. And I will my, miss you. My never-ending knowledge. You're going to miss all that so much. Right? Yes. I need verbal confirmation of this because Yes, I will miss you so much. Um Roommate Rachel, maybe more than narcissist Rachel. <laughs> Although I love narcissist Rachel. I don't know what you're talking about. This is me every day, all the time. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah. Why would I ever think less of myself than I do on the podcast? I don't I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> but because you're going to miss me and my knowledge so much, I'm going to cover as much as I possibly can today. Oh. In a short episode. <laughs> so you're going to get multiple mini topics. Awesome. So that you can just run with them. Thank you so it's, much. Because I know there's going to be a big void in your life now. Yeah definitely. So you know hopefully you can revisit these to fill that void. Yeah. So I have I have four topics for you today. Okay. And we're just going to jump right into them. Now the first one is coffin birth. Oh. Also technically known as post-mortem fetal extrusion. Okay. Yes. So you know I mean just another day of Rachel looking at dead bodies so I guess it's I'm not really doing anything that different today. Now, so my brother told me the other day, he was like, you sound too academic on your podcast. Like, it sounds scripted because you sound so academic. I was like, dude, that's just how I speak. So that's that. Yeah, that is I, just how you speak. When I was typing out post-mortem fetal extrusion, I was like, huh, that's going to be something that sounds too academic. Mm. But then I was thinking, I was like, yeah, that is something I would just blurt out. It totally and is. For some reason, just the The image that popped up in my brain was like one of those buttons, and it just said, "Ask me about postmortem fetal extrusion." <laughs> you need a bumper sticker. Somebody, oh, somebody, if you have a cricket, make a bumper sticker and mail it to Rachel. Oh, I guess I guess we can't mail, but <laughs> when I get a PO box, maybe. Yep. Yep. Oh my gosh! I don't like you know just those like stupid buttons are like ask yeah. me about yeah. whatever. Ask me about. How I lost 83 pounds. And it's like a pyramid scheme like those. Yeah. But it was asked me about post-mortem fetal extrusion. So sorry. No, I'm not sorry if it sounds too (laughs) academic. This is good. This is perfect. It's an educational podcast. Yes. So, you know, nobody expects a Spanish Inquisition. One victim of the Spanish Inquisition especially did not expect it when she was hanged. Oh. And then while her body was dangling. Yeah. Hours after she was executed, it is believed... Mm -hmm. that two living children fell out of her womb. Oh my gosh! Then, a hundred years later, Emmy Toplace was buried while her husband was away. Mm -hmm. When he came home, he paid a visit to her grave and is said to have heard a child's cry. What? Hearing this, he ordered her coffin to be opened and they found inside a living baby boy. Oh my gosh! Apparently, this baby survived, and Emmy's parish wrote, quote, It's wonderful. Just the wording, Mm -hmm. the old English. I love it. Quote, April ye 20th, 1650, was buried Emmy, the wife of Thomas Toplace, who was found delivered of a child after she had lain two hours in the grave. End quote. Wow. How true are these? Not sure. Yeah. But the idea is true. Okay. The idea of the coffin birth. Yeah. Or post-mortem fetal extrusion. Now, it is a very rare occurrence, Mm -hmm. uh, and there are definitely real cases of it. Wow, but normally neither the child nor the mother survived. Well, okay. obviously the mother would. Mother's survive. Already, died, already dead. Yeah, but there the one uh, one example of a confirmed case of this is that there was a there was a pregnant woman in medieval Italy uh-huh. in like the seventh or eighth century, um, and when her grave would, was discovered in two thousand ten, they found a cluster of tiny bones <gasps> between her legs.
0: Oh my gosh! But
2: it was outside of her body. Yeah. According to some of the earlier stories, those first two that I told, mm-hmm. that that makes it sound like they were viable fetuses. Right. But that is what makes me not sure that those are true. Right. Because by definition, post-mortem fetal extrusion is the ex- like expulsion yeah. of non-viable fetuses. It's possible that with those first two stories, they really happened, but the babies weren't alive, and then it just became legend. You know what I yes. mean? Or with in the case of the first one, the yeah. woman who was hanged, um, it said living that doesn't necessarily mean viable, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, may have been living yep. when they first were quote unquote born, right? Um, but we don't really know because it's you know old and legendy. Yeah, yeah. So how true were those? Not sure because it is normally a non-viable fetus, right? And this occurs when a pregnant woman's body, a who has died, uh, begins to decompose and body tissues are depleted of oxygen, right? At which point. Anaerobic bacteria multiply, Mm -hmm. metabolic activity increases, and then there's increased pressure from the release of gases such as carbon dioxide and methane, uh, which creates enough pressure to expel a fetus. Mm. Fun fact, this is also what causes bodies to bloat. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I mean that's a well yeah. after they've after they've died. <laughs> during yeah. decomposition, that's what causes them to bloat. But I mean that's a Usually that's it's a, dairy that's, otherwise. That's, <laughs> that's, yes, that's an overview of what causes dead bodies to bloat. It's <laughs> detailed and not something we need to get into today. Thank you for that. So <laughs> we're gonna go to the next one. Though. All right. We're just I don't know. We're just gonna keep trucking. <laughs> Here's something super fun, a super, super fun fact. Okay, Chicken poop has such a strong ammonia smell uh-huh. that it becomes nearly suffocating after only just a few minutes. Oh my gosh. If you're around enough of it. It can cause physical symptoms such as um, irritation to headaches to vomiting to corrosion of the nose and throat. That's crazy. It can also cause some psychological symptoms such as stress and depression, apparently. Man. And long-term exposure can be very harmful to humans. Interesting. That's not the interesting part. Oh. The interesting part is during the French occupation of Thailand, the French troops took advantage of this. Oh, no. (laughs) Nothing like the French coming in to make you say, oh, yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the French troops built a small prison in a seaside town in Mm -hmm. Thailand. Very small. Little brick structure. Yeah. 14 feet long, 23 feet high. And it was used against those who resisted the French occupation, good see where this is going yeah it was it was two floors, kind of, but the the ground floor, the bottom portion of this structure was a holding cell, okay, and the top floor was a chicken coop. Oh no, they built it so that the floor of the top floor mm-hmm. was like had holes in it like perforated uh-huh. like chicken wire or something, so that the the chicken poop would fall through the ceiling onto the prisoners below, oh no. <laughs> That's disgusting. That way, they would not only be trapped in a small prison cell, but then also be surrounded by and covered in this chicken poop. That's disgusting. Yes. I'm going to mispronounce this, but I'm going to go for it. Okay. It was called the Ki Kai, or chicken poop prison, and was considered to be one of the worst punishments that someone could endure. That's so bad. It's awful. There's so little information on it. I really wish there was more. We should go. Go there? Yeah. No. Thailand? You want to go to Thailand with me? Go to Thailand, but I'm not going there. It's literally just a brick structure that, like, yeah. nothing is used anymore. That's fair. Let's, let's. Why don't we just go? Let's go. <laughs> that's where you should go on your honeymoon. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Some fun sights to see there. Yeah. They're like the chicken fun. poop prison. Well, that's not... Yeah. No, I don't know about that. That's <laughs> the fun sight. That's the only thing you need to see there. Okay. I will take your word for it. <laughs> <sighs> Fine. Whatever. Listen, once COVID's over, you're fully vaccinated. Just go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, I just scrolled past the third one. That's so sad. Now this is this is a short one. Okay. This is a short one. This is more than a fun fact, but less than a topic. Okay. This one is about packing peanuts. Ooh. Did you know? Probably not. That packing peanuts are edible. Really? Yes. Short answer yes. Let's 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 just go. Okay. Many, so a lot of companies now use starch-based uh-huh. packing peanuts rather than petroleum-based packing okay. peanuts because they are more environmentally friendly and right. they have. I mean, they have other advantages as well. Yeah. But that's a big one because they are starch-based. Mm-hmm. They are biodegradable. They are non-toxic and they are technically safe for human consumption. That's awesome. However, they are not produced in food-safe conditions. Right. So it's not recommended. Yeah. But the edible peanuts are used by companies such as Lush, Uh Lush Cosmetics, who want to have a smaller environmental impact. That's awesome. So, I mean, you know, don't eat the petroleum-based ones. Double check that before you try. Yeah. Uh, But if you have the starch-based ones, I mean... mm, Hyperfocus mm, accepts no liability. Why (laughs) not? Why not try some? Did you know that Starburst wrappers are edible? No they are what are they made of i have no idea but brennan eats them whole like he looked up and saw that <laughs> he looked up i don't want to know how that comes out the other he, side i don't know he looked up and saw that they were edible and so now he doesn't take the time to unwrap them huh i'm concerned for him mm. on multiple levels <laughs> just in just as a person he's awesome though <laughs> yeah that, that can't be great for you well, I can't imagine that. It neither is. are the inside of Starbursts. So, oh, true, yeah, yeah, true. Maybe just snip, snip, cut them out of your diet, or just eat them without the wrapper, or with the wrapper. It I, doesn't matter okay. to me. I, I cannot confirm that it's safe to eat these. <laughs> if someone goes to the hospital because they have like an intestinal, we do not accept any liability. <laughs> they like they don't eat the Starburst; they just eat the wrappers. Do your own research if you're going to eat Starburst wrappers. I mean, it's a free country. Well, yeah. I mean, we've got we've got listeners all over the world. So, I <laughs> can't speak for all countries. If you're but, in a free country. I mean, I feel like any just just about anywhere else is free enough <laughs> that you you can eat a Starburst wrapper. <laughs> That's not the kind of political freedom that people are upset about not having. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, we're we're going quick today. Okay. Cuz we we got busy. We got busy days. We got busy we days. Do. But We have reached the final one. All right. So this one comes with a question. Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite crime? Oh, I don't know. Like. Use your words. I don't know what my favorite crime is. Disappointing. Do better. Uh, Well, I do. Okay. And it's another old timey crimey. Okay. Now I am fairly certain that I have told you about this before. Yeah. It is called cooping. Yes. You have told me about this before and Mm -hmm. I don't remember it. (laughs) That's what I thought mm-hmm. you would say. So cooping is a type of voter fraud. Yes, you've told me about this one. <laughs> so good. It's my favorite. Mm-hmm. I mean it's awful. It's so bad, but it's like I don't it just seems like it can't be real. So cooping is a type of voter fraud that was rampant in the nineteenth century. Mm-hmm. Before voting was computerized. Right. uh, Before there were things in place to protect against voter fraud. Mm -hmm. At least, you know, mostly protect against it. I'm sure it still happens to some extent, but not like this. Yeah, no. Not like this. Are you you ready for this? I'm ready. Gangs. Gangs would kidnap voters, encourage or force them. Sometimes encourage, sometimes Uh force them to consume alcohol Uh and or drugs. And then they would force them to vote for a certain candidate. Oh my gosh. Then when they were done, the gang would force them to put on a new disguise and just keep doing it. (laughs) They just were like, hey, here's a new set of clothes. Go vote. Votes. Okay. Drink this. Put on this wig, yeah. this jacket, and do it again. That's crazy. And just kept going. Hey, that's one way to get it done. I I guess if you're trying to accomplish voter fraud, which you never should, that's a that's a way to get it done. But if you do, here's how to do it. <laughs> I mean, in eighteen forties. Yeah. <laughs> don't know how effective it would be now, and I don't recommend trying. Yeah. But this practice was very common at the time. Yeah. And it took a very long time to get it under control. Now, unfortunately, many of the, the couping victims were immigrants, mm. um, which, you know, as more and more people got voting rights. Right. That helped them kind of get it under control. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, easy to easier to uh, take advantage of people who don't have rights. Right. Now, here's, here's something I found. I was going to just tell you about it, but I wanted I wanted to read it to you. Okay. Because the whole thing just feels like fiction. <laughs> and I'm going to be really honest with you. I don't remember where I got this, but... Um, somewhere in the description. Yes, somewhere in the description. Here we go. Quote. Cooping victim J. Justice Ritzman was looking for a laboring gig when he was lured by cooping campaigners during the 1859 presidential election in Baltimore, Maryland, which was later examined in a lengthy congressional hearing on the fraud. A member of the Pug Ugly Street Gang offered Ritzman and other men a job and then brought them to a bar. When fully drunk, they were led into a warehouse where they, quote, came in front of a crowd of men, about five or six, Armed with clubs and guns and other weapons, end quote. According to Ritzman's testimony in court in eighteen sixty, the men were robbed and left in a dark basement where they were given voting tickets for the Democratic candidate. Oh my gosh. The whole thing. Just the name? Yeah. Yeah. Justice Justice Ritzman. The Pug ugly street gang, which yes, I know I know that's a real gang. But it, like Ritzman. <laughs> it sounds fake. Pug ugly. And then they're like, let's take them to a bar, let's get them hammered, then let's just kind of like brandish our weapons, and then let's give them the tickets so they can go vote. Which pretty much the voting tickets was like, yeah, you would take the ticket to a polling place and just give it to them, Yeah, and that's it. Yeah. So, what? That seems like someone wrote a really bad, old-timey, true crime novel. Yeah, it does. But it's real. That's crazy. If you, if you were a criminal mm-hmm. in this um, time, what would your name be? Or what would your gang name be? Oh, oh, oh. My brain jumps to, you know, those posts that you see where people, like, will be like, okay, the last food you ate plus whatever yeah. the color of your pants are is your gang. That's what, or, like, is your rapper name or is your whatever. That's what my brain jumps to instead so of actually. what was the last thing you ate? Um, M&M's. The M&M black. Yeah, Eminem Black. <laughs> uh, I feel like I feel like that's a little too close to um, Eminem. True. Although we're not looking at rapper names, we, we, I want an old timey mm, okay. gang name or criminal name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the silence is deafening. <laughs> I don't. What would your name be? I, I don't know. I'm asking you. <laughs> I can't think of anything. <laughs> I would wait and let the press name me. Oh yeah. Well, does Pug Ugly give you any inspiration? That's your that's your baseline. Maybe I just join them. You oh, there we go. Hmm. <laughs> Spoken like a true follower. <laughs> um. <laughs> no, I don't know what my name would be. I think I would let the press name me. All right. I just try to go nameless for a little bit. I mean, yeah, that's the best way to do it. Yeah, yeah. Fly under the radar, mm-hmm. but um, I'm gonna need an answer from you at some point in time. Oh gosh. It doesn't need to be during this episode, but mm-hmm. I'm going to have to be able to tell them what you came up with okay? just in case you know, you're know you ever involved in anything. <laughs> the FBI knows to come to me so I can give them information gotcha, gotcha. on your street gang because uh, obviously that's what you're going to be doing a year from now. You're going to leave the podcast and your life's just going to go downhill. Wow. Out of the hosts of this podcast, yeah. I don't think oh boy. I would be the most likely to start or join a street gang. What are you saying? Stop playing with that mic. I'm saying you would be much more likely than me to start a street no, gang. No, obviously that's like literally what you said. <laughs> are you saying that you think I would? I'm saying if one of us were going to, it would be you, not me. I'm not saying you would, that. but I'm saying you're more likely to me. I don't to know about me. that. I feel like you could, you could break. <laughs> 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 and then all of a sudden you'd be a completely different person. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it could happen to anyone. Mm-hmm. Could happen to anyone. Yeah, it could happen to you. Could happen. Mm-hmm. I don't anticipate that I will be a criminal anytime soon. That's a good plan. Yeah, I think so. It's a good plan. Not my post-pod plan. That's good. I'm glad yeah. to hear it. I'm yeah. glad to hear it. I tried to come up with a joke, and then I forgot what it was. I had, I, wow, that's, <laughs> that's heartbreaking. I had a joke, and I forgot it. Aw. Heartbreaking. Well, anyway, even though Lauren can't come up with a gang name what would for be your gang name? I don't know. see how hard it is to come up with i'm I'm sure I could come up with something then come up with something it, It'll come to me at three in the morning and it'll be perfect text me i oh I will yeah um let's see let's let's play with some stuff here. honestly, it's really hard to sound intimidating and old timey we'd We'd be something along the lines of like I know it's root and but it'd be like the rooty tootie booties. That would be awesome. <laughs> Me and my gang, the Rudy tootie booties. So good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Uh, yeah. We'll workshop it. We'll workshop it. Before we start our own old-timey gang. Right. We'll, you know, finalize it. Yep. Edit. Mm-hmm. Uh, get some marketing materials out there. Sounds good. Do some recruiting. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll go to some job fairs. Set up a little booth. Yep. Uh, Yeah, it'll be perfect. Can you imagine? Um, I feel like we would, if we went in a... If we went to a job fair on a college campus as the tooty fruity booties, people would be think about so how many people would come over. All of them. All of them. Maybe that's how we get someone to work for the podcast for free, like a, an unpaid intern. Yeah. We just we reel them in with the Rudy tooty booties. So good. <laughs> if you want my job as co-host, <laughs> if you would like to work for the Rudy tooty booties, <laughs> uh, send us an application. Please do. But this time, I want it to be on like old parchment yes uh i mean via email if you're yeah <laughs> well you can do that yeah i mean if you're gonna if you're gonna apply i need you to commit yep i need you yep. i need to know go all out Hmm. i need to know that you're willing to do anything for the podcast it's important and anything for the Rudy Tooty booties yes i hope that doesn't um live on I hope that everyone ignores that that, that is in this episode. <laughs> just never talks about it again. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, with that behind us, we return to the story of, of uh, Justice Ritzman, but really cooping victims in general. Uh, many of them are brutalized, mm-hmm. beaten, or at least threatened like yeah. Ritzman was. And interestingly, I... I- I'm- I'm into this theory. Okay. I'm into this theory. A lot of people believe that Edgar Allan Poe, who was famously extremely sensitive to alcohol, uh-huh, died from a cooping incident Ooh, on October seventh, eighteen forty-nine. So he probably would have been forced to drink alcohol. Yeah. And if he's very sensitive and drinks enough, hold on. Yeah, we're getting there. He probably would have been forced to drink alcohol. And before the prohibition, voters were often given alcohol after voting uh-huh. as a sort of incentive yeah wait, when did the prohibition start that yeah. was that was the 1900s we're good yeah. or way before that. i was like wait did that start before he died no so he may have been like given some by the gang and then yeah. given some by the polling place like yeah. he was so sensitive to alcohol that like one or two glasses of wine he'd be like blackout drunk oh my gosh yeah wild i didn't think anybody was like more of a lightweight than me <laughs> <laughs> you got edgar Allan poe beat. i've got edgar Allan poe yeah Yeah, that's pretty good. That's that's something you should put on your resume. Dang. (laughs) So but he was found like confused and drifting in and out of consciousness near a polling place Ooh. on an election day. Yeah. And he was found wearing clothing that was very different from what he normally wore. And by all accounts, it was not his clothing. That's an incredibly viable theory. I mean, come on. Yeah. That sounds right to me. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think we ever need to discuss. I mean, not awesome. It sucks for him, but like super interesting. Look what it's awesome. No, it's interesting. Look what you've you've done. It's interesting. (laughs) I say as if I didn't say on my episode last my last episode, like that I enjoyed researching Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. the blood countess. Well, Lauren. Yeah. I know we had to keep it a short episode today. We did. But, um. I hope I hope I gave you enough topics today yes thank you for that I appreciated it I will be thinking about those all day and you know for the, the next few weeks yes definitely because it's it's I'm sure it's gonna be very hard for you to hear someone take your place <laughs> I'm excited are gonna to have see. to go back and just listen to one of these mini topics every day yep one of these four just repeat them every day for the there rest of your life as you know yeah Uh a comfort. Thank you so much for that send-off <laughs> and that gift. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. Don't forget to send Lauren some farewells. Yeah, please. On anywhere. Anywhere you want. <laughs> on anywhere. We're everywhere. We are everywhere. Everywhere. Where can they find us, Rachel? Everywhere. 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 But if you want to, you know, send in an application to either take Lauren's place or be an unpaid intern for the Rudy tootie booties and don't forget the Rudy tootie booties will take care of you (laughs) (laughs) we're a family (laughs) so just you know how i imagine how bizarre gang conversations sounded in the 19th century very trying to very seriously talk about very serious topics and then yeah bug ugly (laughs) (laughs) Greedy dooty booties. Um yeah, if you want to send us a resume for any of those things, or you want to send Lauren a farewell, you can send that on our Instagram. HyperfocusPod. Our Twitter. Hyperfocus underscore pod. You can send it to us in an email. Hyperfocuscast at gmail.com. You can also find us on TikTok. HyperfocusPod. And you can find us on Facebook. Hyperfocus Colon, a podcast for chaotic minds. There's a page and a group. Yes. Uh, you can also find us on reddit and i don't know where else a bunch of other places that i don't even remember just come find us for. you but can do just, it we believe in you they're lo- they're they're saved on my my like icloud keychain you think i'm gonna memorize my logins no <laughs> sorry <laughs> you, you can do a little work to find us <laughs> well and with that regardless of what rachel might say i love you we love you do you want to you want to you want to do a special send-off we love you what do you mean For your last episode. What do you want me to do? I I don't know. I don't know. I'm asking you if you you want some more airtime. Thank you all for listening to me for the last 15 episodes. I really do love you. And that's all I'm going to say. We love you. Stay chaotic, babes. Uh, a care package was just delivered to our door, for Lauren, and she is going through it and she's very happy about the coffee that was in it. I'm gonna wreck my heart with that later. Oh, Capri Sun, hell yeah! <gasps>